Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Heat Wave 32 teams in 32 days and we are breaking down every single fantasy relevant player for the upcoming season. Today we are focusing on the New Orleans Saints. I'm your host, the fantasy plug and editor of the Fantasy Football by Brodo app and BrotoFantasy.com, Tim Petropolis. I am joined by my brother Michael, the king of this fantasy thing and lead analyst for Brodo and fresh from the motherland back home. What's up, Mike? How you doing, man? <laughs> Michael just been in Greece, so uh, he's looking sun-kissed and beautiful and ready to break this thing down. Um, also, I'm joined by the Fantasy Encyclopedia, one of the best on-his-toes stats guys that I've ever met in my life, the Dynasty Don, Mr. Matt Ward, Psych Ward FF, of course. was good, brother? Everything. Everything's good. Life is wonderful. Oh, man, you got to love that because fantasy season's around the corner. What's about to love? As yes, speaking, speaking of love, the, the, the smoothest man, the smoothest name ever. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I didn't say his name correctly. Santiago Casanova. Oh, my what God. Up? Oh, my God. Just oozes. Yeah, oozes. yeah. Who's this sex? <laughs> and he's the genius of fantasy. He's the Brodo lead data analyst and developer of the fantasy by Brodo app. Speaking of that app, you can download it for, for free. For free. All the way free. Right free now. Free for free. 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 Everywhere you download free. apps. And it's the only tool you need to become your own expert. It is time. Right now, it is time to have this app. I promise you, you will give yourself an edge in your fantasy season. Because within this app, what you get is fantasy player cards, which is basically every single stat you need about a player in one place. Then you get fantasy player grades, a Brodo exclusive, usage charts, a start sit tool during the season, and a who to draft tool right now. That's right. Right now, we give you percentages. What's the likelihood that this person will be better than the other person? No one else is giving you that. Player comps, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, podcasts, rankings, waivers, and the main use of the thing, advanced stats. Every single stat you need, all in one place. The easiest place to get it, right here. And that includes exclusive stats, true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup rankings. This app is free because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. A big thank you. You are literally the greatest people ever. We love you. Um, right now, support the show, the app, and join the best community in the world. For only $3, only $3 a month, you get an extra waiver show, access to Broto Leagues, proven DFS cash game optimizers, access to cheat sheets, private team consultations, the most unique fantasy tournaments in the world, the one that we just started, the Unlimited League, where it is all flex and two super flex, where you can start anyone you want positionless. It is going to be absolute mayhem, and it is only for our Broto listeners. Not only that, we're going to be going over that game. That's the best part about it. We're going to be talking about it as if we are sports center for that league. And it's going to be amazing. And we want, we want you to be part of it and join Patreon to, to play in a league that's not only super fun with great people, but you also get to listen every week to a recap of what's going on in your league. I don't know. If I, if I wasn't the guy doing it, I would be interested in it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that. And, of course, Facts. access to the greatest uh, community in the world, the Broto community on Discord. And so to... Go ahead, Michael. To, to add one more, uh, the best ball guide. Oh, how could we forget the best ball guide, Michael? We searched near, far, and everywhere in between for someone who had a better advance rate, which means teams that's, that were in the top two of each league, right, basically cashed out. That's 
the guy Michael had the highest advance rate of anyone, anyone that we could have seen. Anyone. There's been no one who can match it. And he wrote a best ball guide to do it. If you are a patron, you get it absolutely for free. If not, it's also $15. You can get it at brotofantasy.com. And with that being said, let's get into the New Orleans Saints. The offensive outlook. This is the first year for, yes, Matt, a noted Saints fan. So let's see what he has to say about his his, uh, beloved Saints. Uh, First year for Dennis Allen, the former defensive coordinator. But it's hard to say that this is the first year because everything else is exactly the same. Uh, He basically brought... It's a it's they're trying to continue Sean Payton's tenure without Sean Payton being there, including offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael, who is in his 13th season as offensive coordinator for the Saints. He's been there since 2009. So the same offense is in play. Last year, they were 19th in points per game, but they had a lot of quarterback issues, um, a lot of injury issues on the offensive side. They ran the ball just over 50 percent of the time, which was the third most in the NFL. That was a big change in the way that you saw the Saints operate. And the O-line going into the season is ranked 21st at the time of this recording. uh, uh, I'm sorry. According to PFF, ranked 21st at the time of this recording, Trevor Penning not looking so good. Uh, coming into yeah, the first not, round, I don't pick. want to talk. Can we not talk about that? <laughs> the additions: uh, wide receiver Jarvis Landry, quarterback Andy Dalton, and tight end Chris Herndon. The rookies: Chris Olave in the first round, and Trevor Penning, the guy we just talked about, also in the first round. And their subtractions: uh, wide receiver Kenny Stills, running back Ty Montgomery, and the big one: uh, Ter. Ter- Teron Armstead. I, every time I say Teron Armstead, it's like it's like a uh, a tongue twister for me. I can't say it. I don't know how you can't pronounce the best left tackle in football's name. No, I mean I can, but I just can't say it in a row. I can't. Tim, you like, also just can't say to say Teron Armstead. Ar- Teron Armstead. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know why I can't say it in a row. It's I, <laughs> he's, anyway. He's in, what a Armstead, beast of a man, Mr. Armstead, the man. Himself. It's a big loss, right? I mean, he had injury issues. So the Saints have been playing without him for a while, kind of throughout these seasons, but never a full season without him. And, you know, it's a big loss. So with that being said, um, let's get into the quarterback, because right now we don't know exactly what's going down uh, with the quarterback situation. Jameis Winston is hurt. They're being very cryptic with the hurt situation. Matt is is going like this. Uh, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston. It looks like Jameis Winston is going to be ready for the opening, the the beginning of the season. Uh, It it seems like that more and more every day. So let's assume that Jameis Winston is healthy going into uh, the year. How are we feeling about the quarterback situation here with New Orleans, Mike? Yeah, so I'm going to give you the same uh, Matt, like, come on, look about Jameis being injured. I'm giving the people the information that is out there. I'm I'm doing my job, right? Sure, fine. But anywho, Jameis (laughs) Jameis is going to be the starting quarterback this year for the New Orleans Saints. He was a very volatile fantasy asset last year during his time um, as a healthy quarterback. He had a QB3 and QB6 performance um, two of the first several weeks, but also had three finishes outside the top 24. The issue was that Jameis is no longer that gunslinging 400-plus yard 30 touchdown, 30 interception guy that he was in Tampa when he was a top five QB option. He was a much more conservative um, and the Saints were winning with that style of play. So I don't expect it to change too much. Four of his seven games, he threw for less than 150 passing yards. Even his best fantasy finish last season, he threw for only 148 yards in week one. He just also happened to throw for five touchdowns. Um, Look, he's unquestioned starter going into the season. But I think game manager Winston is going to remain 
this season uh, for the Saints. They have the almost of uh, like it's a very similar offense, like you said, Tim. They still have Kamara. They have well Michael Thomas returning. Hopefully, Chris Olave is new, but like the offense shouldn't look too different. I think Jameis Winston is going to be more of a uh, game manager type guy again. He'll have his big games. He'll have his bad games. Um, like I'm not targeting him in one QB leagues at all. In two QB leagues, he's a, he'll be a volatile QB two. But generally, you could just like skip over Jameis if you're in a typical redraft one QB league. I disagree. Uh, yeah. I disagree. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I disagree. Yeah, two disagrees. Go ahead. You guys are bugging. Who? Let, who? Let have, Ca- who's Cass, you know, go first because I'm, yeah. I'm I'm I might sound a little biased. So you you go. All first. right, all right. So saying the offense hasn't changed with the top three receivers are completely different. It's a little bit naive, man. Because you got empty back. Olave and then Jarvis Landry is very like, solid vet who, who's going to give him more weapons because he who was who was he throwing to last season Marquez Callaway Deon Deontay Harty and and uh what was the, the Deontay Harris Traquan Smith change his name change his name Harris to Harty yeah yes uh, Jawan Johnson Jawan Johnson that's what I'm thinking about well, that was the second Bro. tight end Adam Troutman Traquan Smith that that yeah. rounds out the oh, depth chart Smith. I wasn't saying I wasn't comparing like the offense little Jordan Humphreys really. right right <laughs> Like I, I get the style of Jordan Humphreys, but, More but so yeah, like you play, got yeah. three hopefully good receivers now, and I think he has potential. I think uh, that this this might be the resurgence of Jameis after a couple of bad situation years. I, mean, I could see like a QB 16, 17 yeah. ish finish. That's why I said like a two QB league, sure. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see Jameis. You're gonna being, have to like, wait for maybe. My, uh, maybe you could stream every now and then. But like no one's gonna pick up Winston and be like, all right, this is my starter for the year. I don't see that happening. No, definitely not. You're gonna have to wait for my hot take, but I, I'm gonna give the mic to. <laughs> I to mean, one of my Matt. one of my favorite strategies to draft with, especially in redraft, man. And and I know like usually this is gonna come with a young Russian quarterback. Um, but late round QB, right? Like late round QB is one of my favorite strategies. I implement it every single year, and it's done wonders for me, and it always will because it's just effective and proven. Um, you don't have to spend big because QBs score more points <laughs> like so you can get late ones and then fill your top spots of your roster in places that people just can't cover the gap in off of waiver wires um and i think Jameis has a legitimate top 12 ceiling like i don't i don't see how you can't say he doesn't because he's had one before and now he's in a much safer and more productive offense than his years in Tampa. Um, yeah. And I do think it's going to be game manager, Jameis, but game manager, Jameis with three incredible receiving upgrades compared to what he had last season and Camara back, because don't forget he missed six games last year as well. Like that's a recipe for Jameis Winston to just be able to cruise to consistent 20 point per game finishes. All right. Let's talk about how he's going to get there because the way that Jameis Winston is going to get there is if, it's the wide receivers that have to step up, right? So, look, Michael Thomas, from at this point of recording, nothing but positive vibes around Michael Thomas uh, in camp this year so far and so far through our practices and uh, how far we've gotten in the preseason. You got Chris Olave on the other side, right? And you got Jarvis Landry in the slot. This shapes up to be a very good and balanced lineup because you have the the possession receiver. I, I like to I like to I think Michael Thomas and Keyshawn Johnson have a lot of similarities. So you have the you have the kind of the Keyshawn Johnson possession wide receiver. You got the outside threat, the speed threat, but also like the overall good wide receiver in Olave. And then you got the slot guy. It's very 
it's very standard. It's very uh, this is your how you're trying to build a team. So I think there's a lot of a lot of potential here. I think Michael Thomas could be one of the steals of the draft if he has anything that even resembles what his career has been. So how are we feeling about these wide receivers? Michael Thomas has never finished below wide receiver one in any year of his career, like ever. Um, he opened up as a rookie as wide receiver seven, then wide receiver four, wide receiver six, and wide receiver one overall before the ankle injury kept him out the last two seasons, essentially. Um, I, I just think at his current ADP of wide receiver 30, and it's definitely increasing because now he looks good in camp and he's doing MT things and all the beat reporters, you know, kind of keep trying to step on or step back and not say it, but like Michael Thomas is back and, and they're all watching it happen before their eyes. And he looks as good as he ever has. And the ankle seems fine and whatever, like coach doctors were making fun of that, you know, calisthenics workout that he was doing in rehab saying that if this is all that he's doing, he's not going to be able to perform. Well, he's proving all of those guys wrong by lighting up Lattimore and CJJ. Um, and those are very good cornerbacks, right? So yeah, I, I think Michael Thomas is a smash even at his raising value. You know, in fact, he's never even finished below his true target value in points per game. In, in his rookie year, it was 15th. He finished his wide receiver seven in points per game. In the second season, wide receiver nine, wide receiver four in points per game. Matched wide receiver six in points per game and wide receiver one in points per game in true target value in the last two seasons he played. So like, and, and yeah, there's no Drew Brees anymore. He hasn't really played without Drew either, right? Because he was hurt in Drew's final season. But I don't see a world where Michael Thomas isn't the same efficient Michael Thomas and a hundred targets is probably his floor. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those guys where I feel, I feel like Brandon cooks a couple years ago was a guy who was going like the ninth, the eighth round. And um, Michael Thomas is so much better than Brandon cooks ever right. has been or ever will be. And yeah. And then he just shot up when people were just like, why are we sleeping on this guy again? And, and I feel like that's going to be Michael Thomas. Right. Um, yeah. But still at wide receiver 30, even right, like right now, if you draft this week, next week, which a lot of people are starting to do right last week of preseason. So yeah. that's crazy. Like, yeah. I do yeah. think that there's, I mean, it's not like there's no risk when it comes to Michael Thomas. Like he's had this lingering injury that made him miss all of last season. And then he didn't get surgery and then ended up and then he ended up realizing that he did need to get surgery. And now they're saying he's healthy and all that. Done, but that's an organizational is, thing. They did it with Marcus Colston, too. I, I do think there is some significant risk that comes with drafting Michael Thomas, though. To think he's just going to come back, play 17 games, be fully healthy. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, think, like, I think that's why you draft him as the right. It's baked in. You draft him as the wide receiver 70 or wide receiver 30, the, the 79th overall player off the board. You're in the sixth round and you're looking at guys like Darnell Mooney and Michael John or, and Michael Thomas. Like Michael, it, there's, there's no other prediction that we can make because he's only ever been a wide receiver. We don't know what his floor is. We literally don't yeah. know because his ceiling is wide receiver one overall. And his floor is literally wide receiver seven points per game as a rookie. Like that's, Damn. <laughs> that's, absolutely mind so what what are we trying to do like what are we projecting you can't say that he's you know the risk is only the injury which is baked in the floor is if the floor is wide receiver 30 then you're like that's fine but the ceiling is literally the best wide receiver in fantasy what about the guy that is literally the ceiling what about the guy across from him because we've been a little bit um we've been blessed or spoiled some would say with some very good rookie seasons. And a lot of people don't remember that rookies usually take a little while to catch on. Um, yep. So with that being said, how are you feeling about Chris Olave? This is a guy you take a chance drafting right now. You, you'd get him at a spot where some, I, I, I believe his ADP is un, undrafted. 
uh, for the most part. Um, no. Is, is it no, not? No, 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 no. I didn't check. I'm, Olave, I'm guessing, so maybe I'm Olave is even going um, higher than Landry is. Wide receiver 47, 114 off the board. Um, okay, so that's definitely draftable. <clears throat> yeah, no, and, and people are going to – and yeah, okay. So I, I've even said it. My projections for Chris Olave's like ceiling of a rookie season is what we saw Devonte Smith do last year. So you're talking 65 catches for you know 880 yards and six touchdowns. Like I, I do think that's his ceiling as a rookie. But I'm also incredibly confident in this guy because the organization is like Dennis Allen's yeah. first move as a head coach was trading up into the first round and then trading three first round picks worth of draft capital to get at 11 to draft Chris Olave. So that could be saying like, I'll give a little, you know, credence to the risks that that could be saying that they were concerned about Michael Thomas's tenure, but he's already had on a restructured contract as well. So like, I think they know what the future is and he's a very good college prospect. He's not a great one. Like taper expectations were because Jamar chase was a, great transcendent you've you know, seen those comps, wide though? receiver prospect justin yes i have yeah yeah and and justin jefferson what was are the great, what are, great, I, I, sorry what are they what are the comps percy harvin jamar chase nelson Aguilar, jerry judy and uh donnie avery whoever that oh, is oh snap donnie avery wow <laughs> yeah like chris olave and part of the reason why those comps are so nice is because of similar offenses that they played on where they're they were just on these incredibly high paced high high functioning offenses like look at ohio state's track record in the last two and a half years and the upcoming draft class of how many first round wide receivers they have like even jameson williams had to transfer out of ohio state because he couldn't get snaps ahead of olave ahead of garrett wilson jackson smith and jigba like marvin harrison jr like a mecca it, it's just it's an insane what all of those guys are gonna go yeah. in the first round by the way so like that that's the type of competition that chris olave is playing with and he still maintained a 26 point or zero a 26 percent target share flat um an incredible sophomore breakout um 12 touchdowns um for i think just over like 880 yards 17.5 yards per catch um he's been good for a long time and i think olave is definitely worth a look at that at that range at wide receiver 47 but i also think that jarvis landry is kind of going to be a problem when it comes to olave's target share because landry's Landry's coming off a season with a 24.7% target share and a 28% target rate, which were 18th and 8th, respectively. He had 11.1 points per game, which was wide receiver 34, but his wide receiver target or his true target value was wide receiver 35. So, like, Baker just wasn't good last season. Um, and, and I think Landry can, like, he's also essentially kind of, they're all the same receiver. Like, they're all kind of the same guy. So, it's going to be interesting. I still think that Michael Thomas is the alpha. And I think that Jarvis Landry is going to eat into um, Chris Olave's target share. And I think for him being the cheapest of the three, like I'm kind of looking at Jarvis Landry at wide receiver 53 and like 168th off the board and being like, I I think I want Jarvis Landry on my teams. And you kind of look at all their ADPs and it's like every single saint is being drafted at their floor. Every single one of them. I, uh, like Michael Thomas's floor is well above wide receiver 30. There's no way Jarvis Landry finishes below wide receiver 58 in points per game. Like, you know what I mean? They're all drafting, being drafted at their floor. So I'm in on the Saints, and it's not just a biased thing. Just look at their cost. No, I agree. And we're about to get into a guy that we are going to be another guy who's basically a a steal at, at cost. But before we do that, 
we are going to get into the Brodo tip of the day. And today we're going to be talking about a new feature that Cass cooked up in the kitchen, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying, in the genius kitchen. Do you, you when when you go to your live drafts, right? You go with paper right in front of you. You have to cross out, things get messy. Well, guess what? Cass has built a digital version of this where so when someone gets picked, you can eliminate them from your screen, you can see the rankings, and you don't have to ever worry about the paper again. So, Cass, why don't you take them through this uh, magical device? For sure. Look at this. So you can select, of course, your scoring format, whether you want it to be super flex or not. You can check when it was last updated. We just pushed an update uh, this weekend. So you get uh, the player, the Brodo rank, which is the the what we call the true consensus, uh, just adding up all our rankings and, and giving you a smoother, like um, a select knowledge of the masses in, when it comes to fantasy. Then the points per game for last year, last year's rating as a star. So it tells you like 4.9 or 5, and McCaffrey is 4.6. And then the expected strength of the schedule, which is made uh, like calculated using the true matchup ranks, uh, which is another tool in the app, in the FF by Broto app. Go download it, which uh, it tells you whether the offenses, I'm sorry, the defenses they're going to face perform better or worse against average, right? So if you hover, it tells you like this is an average schedule for Jonathan Taylor. Or in this case, this is a bad schedule for Cooper Cup. And you can just get drafted, click it, keep track on like who's left. Look at this. Oh, I'm going to draft Justin Jefferson, of course. So it's just to keep track, help you as much as you can during your draft. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, yeah. bada boom, as they say. Um, that is available on BrotoFantasy.com as well. This kid is just a wizard. BrotoFantasy.com. Don't forget. Don't forget that BrotoFantasy.com is out there as well. Great, great site. Great site. We get sometimes some, the some good articles. <laughs> oh, for time very, to time. Very articles. In fact, go check out another cheat sheet that you should know about is Matt basically summarizes the heat waves in cheat sheets. And that that series is being published as we speak. Yeah, yeah. And we have two divisions up there now. And by the time you listen to this, probably have three divisions up there. And uh boom. It's go go. It, that is the best way to cram for your fantasy draft. I'll tell you that. Um, all right. Let's get into the running backs because we get Alvin Kamara here. And look, right now, it seems as though Alvin Kamara is not going to be suspended at all. According to Adam Schefter, he's not going to be suspended at all. So it would be irresponsible to go into the season with the idea that Alvin Kamara is going to be um, suspended. I guess there's a chance, but you have to approach it. And you're still getting him at this point at that ADP low because people have gotten used to it and you hear a lot of people trying to justify still taking him where they've been used to taking him and one of the things they said was he became a just a running back last year he didn't he wasn't the receiver that made him special and i see you Cass. i i I see you Uh, 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 not so fast yes he was sixth in rushing attempts but also sixth in the nfl in targets in the year where he was supposed to not be the guy uh, in terms of target, in terms of receptions. Now, is it the 81 that he put up three years in a row? No, but it's still a massive amount of targets. He finished sixth in points per game among running backs. And he is going to be the focal point of this offense because that's how this offense runs. Uh, I love me some Alvin Kamara, and I love the fact that his backup is Mark Ingram, 
who I don't have any qualms or worries about That's Mark not Ingram. Not his backup. No. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> we got some same things that are information. Same. With, that, with that being said, uh, Cass, let's get into these uh, running backs. How are you feeling about Kamara and crew? Motherfucker's going to say Tony Jones in a little bit. Just watch. But uh, yeah, like you you have to, to agree that you can't pretend like you can't uh what's the word i'm missing like you can't assume he's gonna be suspended all the ports say he's not any right now it's just exploiting the inefficiencies on in the adp he's being drafted at rb10 in sleeper sleeper catches up faster than most other sites so they're gonna be a little bit sharper but even his down year last year he was rb6 in points per game uh and 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 he got an 18.8 target share which is better than most wide receivers like very very good wide receivers don't get a target share that big and Jameis does has his does have his a uh, good amount of running back targets per game which we've seen are, are pretty stable year to year so i'm feeling very good about camara like he's getting the bulk of the work mark ingram we've seen the the mark ingram camara combo and it does absolutely nothing to camara He's in his prime years, and I think he's being underdrafted right now. Not by a lot, but he's still being underdrafted. For uh, Mark Ingram, he's a good backup. Like, whatever. Uh, Matt says he's not the backup. <laughs> All right. I don't want to draft, honestly, either of the, the guys behind him. Maybe take Ingram's a flyer on, or like uh, like Jones in the last round because Ingram's old. But that's about it. Like, I'm not particularly excited about either. No, for sure. Matt, what's what's your secret sauce that you got for us? I don't really like Tony Jones that much either, but I do think okay. Abram Smith is a name that you got like should, oh. I'm not saying even draft Abram Smith, but that that should be that when I finish my like redraft um drafts this year, Abram Smith's gonna be the first guy at the top of my watch list. Like one hundred percent. Yeah. And and even if I have like a little bit of room to drop, he might just be like a, a waiver ad that I'll stash because man, Abram Smith has the largest unrestricted uh or undrafted free agent contract of all time in the nfl like the saints oh, wow. there's something called priority free agents they're not undrafted free agents they're priority free agents where a team doesn't have the allotted amount of draft capital that they usually go into a draft with saints traded all those picks for Olave, um <laughs> and they you know prioritize guys that they kind of know are going to go undrafted well they gave abram smith a bigger signing bonus than most guys that went in the fifth sixth and seventh round Right. Like he's making more money than guys that were drafted that were drafted. <laughs> so they like Great. that kid. They have a lot of confidence in him. In him. Um, he's just an absolute truck of a human. Like he's Mark Ingram. He's Mark Ingram without the collegiate profile of being an Alabama running back. Um, but like a Abram used to play linebacker as well um, in college. And he had 48 solo tackles in five games in a five game stretch at one point. Like he's just a monster of a, a blow up the line in any direction. Like, I don't care if my blocking's good. I'll push them forward type of running back. And that's what that's what they need from Mark Ingram. And I don't even think Mark Ingram can be that anymore. Like he's 33 years old and was dusty when Camara was out 2.8 yards per carry sweet. And he doesn't really catch passes in that offense. So I'm not into Mark Ingram, but I'm into putting Abram Smith like on the top of my watch lists. Guys, if you if you ever want to lie to you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Cass. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like uh he was not on ESPN step chart, so I just didn't look him up. 
Well, so, yeah, I well, say, I mean, raise your hand if reason, you're one of the 1.8 percent of people out there who even know who Abram Smith is. And my guy Matt is out here dropping bars about his high school yeah, stats. He's a linebacker. This is why. <laughs> this is why. This is why Matt is called a fantasy encyclopedia. And, and hold on, the reason hold that I'm, I'm actually paying attention to him is because Nick Underhill, who is like New Orleans head like beat right like he's at every nick underhill has dropped his name a couple times so like that's that was obviously the the contract was originally what piqued my interest but then seeing nick talk about him i was like okay well this is the guy that like knew it was going to be marquise calloway before right. anybody else did and like knew it was going to be you know so but like right. hold, hold yeah. on a second I, while he was talking i just looked at, at the at the comps for for abram smith yo not half bad especially for a udfa guy you got Jordan Howard, uh, Bernard Price, Jamal Williams, uh, Joseph Randall, and Donta Foreman. Hey, bro, be, he's just a—he's just like a bruising back. Yeah, yeah. Like he's Abram Smith's not a bad like athletic profile either. Like he's—he's he's very, he's very capable. All right, guys. I, I, someone's gonna have to DM Abram Smith's mom because this is the number one. This is the most he's ever been talked <laughs> Facts about been on, talked on about. air ever, Facts. ever, ever. All right, so let's get into these tight ends. Um, <laughs> Michael Troutman, uh, uh, Adam Troutman, Adam Troutman. <laughs> Mike let's Trout. Go over to Michael. Let's go over to Michael. Yeah, Mike Trout. Maybe that's what I was talking about. Um, Probably. Adam Troutman. I mean, right now, as of as of this moment of recording, um, they're are reporters at a Saints cap, camp that say the Saints uh, are leaving. I mean, he's listed as a tight end, Taysom Hill, but he, he is a positionless player. Um, they're Flexed. just going to lose him all over the field. So who knows what's going on? Adam Troutman, I, I don't think you can trust him with Jarvis Landry in town. Is there any reason to uh, roster this uh, Saints tight end? Dude, on underdog right now, I'm like, I'm so confused as to why Taysom Hill is even being drafted, but he's being drafted at like tight end 25. I think sometimes I had a guy's like, Austin Hooper, like ahead of Moali Cox, these guys uh, ahead of tight ends. Yeah. I mean, in baseball, in in, in baseball, kind of makes sense because maybe you can get his quarterback. They're expecting, they're expecting that, but it's just not going to happen. He's taken yeah. zero snaps at quarterback this entire preseason. He's literally not even playing with the QBs at all. It's Dalton is the backup. Yeah, yeah dude, it's just like, yo, what are you guys doing? Like, he's thirty-two years old, and his career high in receiving yards is four hundred fifty-seven, and he was a quarterback last season. Like, what do you expect from this guy? Don't draft Taysom Hill. Don't draft Adam Troutman. Just avoid the tight ends. Like, like they got yeah, with Alvin me. Kamara with the 18% target share, like Cass pointed out. And then you got Olave and the uh, MT and Jarvis Landry. Like, it's it's just so silly to draft one of these tight ends. Jarvis Landry, sneak peek, is actually one of my highest rostered players in, in underdog right now in best ball I drafts. Like it. Uh, his ADP is odd. I agree with Matt there. All right, uh, let's get into our bold predictions and wrap this bad boy up. I knew we were gonna run a little long on the Saints episode. It's the Saints. It's I'm here. Uh, it's like the it's like the Jets episode, and I'm sure we'll run long on the Steelers episode as well. All right, so, <laughs> um, all right, Michael, since you're back from the motherland and you are in the big screen right now, what's your bold prediction? I want to get you want to get a little crazy. Crazy. Jarvis Landry ends with more fantasy points than Michael Thomas. Okay, now that's, wow. just, that's just blasphemous. Remember, bold prediction is uh, unpurposely a little bit of a <laughs> of a. I think Mike Loki believes that though. Exaggeration, <laughs> exaggeration. No, this is just saying. This is a. I'm I'm very skeptical about Michael Thomas's health. It's been a very odd saga. I'm going to say Alvin Kamara ends as a top six 
running back as my bold prediction. I don't know. Oh, that's, that's so bold. bold. You like, bro, get out. Yeah, here. that's a little. All right, bit, fine, yeah. fine, fine. Alvin Kamara. You say one overall. Yeah, just do it. Alvin Kamara ends top the season at least. in the top three in rushing and receiving yards. There we go. Among running backs. That's better. The there we go. Bow. Oh, I like that right. one. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt, you're up next. The Abram boldest Smith. of predictions. I don't. I, yeah, A- Abram Smith has more rushing yards than Mark Ingram. There we go. Eh, that's oh, good. That's good. Okay, I like it. Like for a guy that's who true. none of us knew, that's that's pretty bold. Yeah. I, I, I like. I knew game. who he was just because of Matt. Yeah, yeah. guys. I just just yeah, you I think think you edited episode. something I wrote about him. Yeah, <laughs> I think Chris. I think Christian McGillicuddy's gonna have the most receiving yards. Uh, Trade my kitty son. <laughs> Christian McGillicuddy, guys. You don't know who that is? Shut up, Tim. <laughs> Go ahead. Gazero. Uh like I, I told you to, to to wait for it. I'm saying Jameis top ten QB. Oh the hotness. Look it. We out not here. even QB right. one. I'm saying top You're ten though. Silly boy. Silly boy. My, my, my that, was, that was strangely like uh I love strangely it. sensual. Silly boy. He's on the big Michael's screen. Been in Europe. Michael's been in Europe for like uh for three weeks. He's just becoming like European. There are beautiful humans in Europe. In Greece, I'll tell you that much. Oh, and I mean, I mean, Greek girls. Greek. Th- thumbs up. My wife's a Greek girl, so that's so I could say that. Um, <laughs> at Broto FF Mike, at Broto FF Casanova, at Broto FF Tim, at Psych Ward FF, at Broto FF Jason, at Broto Fantasy, and at FF by Broto on Twitter. Boom! Nailed, Nailed it. it. Uh, we are going to finish up the NFC South with the Panthers and the most. Exciting quarterback (laughs) battle of all time. See you later. (laughs) See ya. Later.